And uh, yes, we will do the offering too. So the three people who are going to be teaching with me, come on up. And uh, we'll pass the offering baskets around. Come on up. All right. And we'll wait for Nick to get here and then we'll pray. Always a good plan. (laughs) All right. Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to worship you, the opportunity to give up financially to you, the opportunity to hear your word, God. We just love being together in your presence. We pray that you would now speak through all of us, God, that you would come and you would weave together what we have to say here, Jesus, and that this would be powerful and poignant for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we hold on to that? Okay, so um, we're going through a series called Who We Are, and we're talking about our four uh, vision statements, our four values that really overarch everything that we do in the church. And last week, Lynn taught on nurturing community, and this week we're going to teach on encountering God. So why encountering God? Why is that important to our vision statement? And Briefly, I just want to share, and then we're going to hear from these three incredible, deeply spiritual people um, who are going to blow your socks off. So they've all told me that God's been speaking to them all week, and they have incredible information, right? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I know Nick will do a good job keeping it short, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, so we are, but we're passionate about encountering God. Like when, when we sit down and if we had to pick one, this would be it. If we had to boil everything down, we want everyone to experience Jesus. And we believe that all souls are created to need the presence of God and the voice of God. It's not enough to just come to church. It's not enough to just have a religious experience or have an institutional experience. You know, if that's all that we have is morality and church-goingness, you know, you're not going to receive that grace in time of need when your heart is hurting and your heart is breaking. You're not going to receive that anointing, that power when you're stepping out to do what God's called you to do in the earth. Having an institution that you just attend or are a part of is, is not the life that God uh, intends for each of us. And so he's, he's meant for us to experience him, to know him. In fact, the word know used in the, Old, in the New Testament often isn't a knowledge-based know. It's an experiential-based know. We're not just to know about God and learn about God. In fact, Oftentimes, I feel that as American Christians, we're over-taught and under-experienced, that we've been taught and taught and taught and taught and taught, and we've got so much no up here, but we're living it out, experiencing what it is to follow Jesus and know him is a, is a whole other kind of knowing that is what we're pressing into. So we need to experience and touch the goodness of God. Um, Jesus had a few words to say about this. And so here's a couple just that mean something to me personally. In Matthew 22, Jesus rebukes some people and says, you're in error because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. And I, I, got, I get this sense there that he's like, you know, if you knew the scriptures, they would lead you to the power of God. Or if you had experienced the power of God, it would have led you to the scriptures. But he's saying, you don't know either one. What you've done is created this man-made experience that's defined on your terms, where that you're asking God to follow you instead of you following God. He says in another place, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain and their teachings are merely human rules. Man, I never want to be like that. 
That sounds horrible to me, but I think, I think it's tempting. It's, it's possible to get there, especially if you've been a Christian for a long time. You can get to where you're just going through the motions, where you're just, you're just lip service. And what we're seeking in this church is, is a, a full-hearted, full-life experience of the presence, the power, and the voice of God. Jesus says, the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is, speaking, is seeking such people to worship him. That's, that's the goal, is to have the truth and the Spirit together, to experience that fullness of who Jesus is. And that's our prayer for each of us in this church. As pastors of the church, we pray on a regular basis that our people would be experiencing God at church, at small groups, at youth groups, when you're hanging out together in your families, in your homes, that the presence and power of God would be experienced on a repeated basis. Psalm 34 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's not stand back and watch. It's not spectate or see other people. It's you and I each. Taste and see. Know him experientially. Feel his presence. Hear his voice. Participate in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So that's our passion. That's why encountering God is so important to us. And instead of, uh, you know, sometimes it's great to hear a teaching. I love hearing teachings and I listen to a lot of them. But I love also hearing testimony because there's something different and powerful that happens. And uh, for this, I thought it would be fun to hear from three different people um, at three different stages of their lives who can talk to us some about this topic. And I think it's, we did this at the nine o'clock with three other people. So I have no idea what these guys are going to say, um, but I'm trusting God. And so we're going to do one question. I'm going to talk a little bit more, and then we'll do another question, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, so guys, I want to start with First, introduce yourself before you start talking, and then share a time when you encountered God in a significant way that's affected your life. Morning, everybody. My name's Nick Palka, and uh, encountering God is so important because if you look in Scripture, everybody from Genesis to Revelation that's important in Scripture had an encounter with God. And uh, it became obvious to me as a teenager as I read the Bible— uh, from Genesis to Revelation, I took a year and read it straight through that that was important because everybody that I read about the entire year that year, I believe it was 1995, had that specific encounter with God. And um, when I was a young man, I'm, I'm going to use an example, actually coming to church here for the first time um, when our church didn't meet in this building, but it actually meant, met down the hill there in the old barn. I remember the first time I walked into that room, it was on a Friday night service, and literally the tangibility of the presence of God was so strong in those meetings, and uh, I had never really felt anything like that for a prolonged period of time in one single meeting, where it literally just, the, pre the physical presence of God literally lasted on me. And we know that that doesn't happen every time that we're in the presence of God, that there's different levels. But for whatever reason, I literally felt his presence manifest in, a, in that type of power upon my life. And it really changed me even to this day. You know, even to this day, because of what happened in the book of Acts, we still meet here at least once a week and celebrate and still worship the Lord because of what occurred from others' encounters in the book of Acts, and to, to this day, in 2016, 
over 20 years later, much of what's occurred in my personal relationship with the Lord has occurred because of what I learned that particular night and other nights that I could trace back to. And there's been many, many nights along the way. And we know the Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the implication is ever be filled with the Holy Spirit. And one thing that an encounter with God does, and one thing that that particular one did with me, is it makes you hungry for more. And I, I, you know, once you've had an encounter like that with God, nobody needs to teach you that you need to have this happen to you again. You just want it to happen again every time you meet with the Lord. And um, that encounter changed my life, and, and I've never been the same since, and I've relived that same experience many times. Yeah. Um, my name is Kim, and I was telling my husband I was having a hard time trying to pick which encounter because there's been so many. I've encountered God through people. Um, I've encountered the sense of smell of, of God. Um, but I think the encounter that made the most impact on me was um, years ago after my husband and I were married and I was pregnant with my son, we weren't going to church. Um, my parents didn't get saved till I was in high school. And the rule was if you live in the house, you go to church. So I did, but I would sit in the back and do my homework. And when I moved out, I didn't go to church. And I was pregnant for our first uh, son, and I began to have dreams of being in such deep worship that I would wake up almost not being able to breathe because I thought I would die if I just didn't get into worship. And I said to him, we have to find a church. We have to find a church. And we would start out with different churches, and I'd walk in, no, it's not here, it's not here. And eventually we ended up in the church when we lived in Michigan. We were there for almost 20 years. But the minute we walked in the door and the worship was playing, I knew that was it. I knew it's just that that tangible presence was there. And that's what I kept feeling in my dreams. And I just had to go find it. And I wouldn't stop until I found it. And once I found it, I knew I was home. And it's just that kind of experience um, that that's just God, you know. And he, I don't have dreams. I don't have dreams. That was the only time I've ever had a dream that encountered God. And it was so intense. And, of course, the impact it made is worship is my thing. And, uh-huh. I mean, I don't sing. I don't play an instrument. But, you know, that's what speaks to me. So... Kim, did you, um, did you go up to the worship leader and say, you are the worship leader of my dreams? Did you tell him? He probably would have loved that. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Rebecca. And hi. Um, so one time that I really experienced God in a powerful way was actually last December. Um, my family went to a conference up in Kansas City, Missouri, and it was for four days. And you basically spent like the entire day just in God's presence, worshiping, learning about him, going to workshops. And it was very powerful. And God did a lot of things in me through that experience. But one thing that really changed for me in my life that was very significant um, was that prior to the conference, you know, I was someone who I just kind of, I love 
listening to worship music all day and praying all day and all that stuff. So it was like all day for me, but I never had a time where it was like, okay, it's just you and me, God. My focus is on you. My attention is on you. It's just the two of us. I didn't really have that. And that's really vital. That's very important. You really need to have that. And I did it. And then coming away from that conference and just being in God's presence so much and seeing the different people that were so powerful there really just inspired me and was like, I need more of you, God. So I just came away and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have that time where it's just like, this is your, your time. And so it's just going to be you and me. And God has done so much things um, through that for me. I've just, I've really come to know him better through that time where it's just the two of us. And, you know, it's important, of course, to, you know, have the worship music and to pray all day long, but you really do need to have that time where it's just like one-on-one. It's just the two of you. So he can speak to you and you can learn about him and you can come to love him more and your understanding can just grow and deepen. And I've really also through those times have found just like the sense of like, I've learned to kind of um, be more satisfied with, with life. It's just like this, this deep sort of thing. I don't even know how to explain it really, but like I find that it's easier for me to um, enjoy the simple little things. I just have this deeper satisfaction within me, even when, you know, even through hard times. So, yeah. So what I think is awesome is, um, you know, we could go around the room and hear tons and tons of stories of how God has touched our lives. And, uh, and they're all going to be different. You know, I mean, God is, he's not just like this, you know, monolithic thing that you, we all have to travel to and we all have this same kind of, you know, stereotypical experience. He's a personal living God who's intimately involved in each of our lives. And so our experience of God is going to be very unique and different. And, um, and throughout our lives, it'll change. You know, I know that my experience of God has changed over the course of different seasons of my life. And, um, and, and throughout the room, it'll change. You know, different people experience them differently. And I think that's what's so valuable about listening to each other and, and letting uh, other people's perspectives and experiences kind of add substance to our perspective of who God is. You know, I mean, we only see like this little piece of God in our, in our own thing. And it's so powerful to hear what Nick has to say. And, you know, what each person around in the room has to say, it just broadens our horizons of who God is. And, um, you know, I love the, the, the kind of big experiences that are like, yeah, I can remember when, and you point back to it. And they kind of act like... Um, you know, like mile markers in your life um, or like tent pegs, you know, that kind of hold you. And like when you, when you go through a hard time, you're like, yeah, I remember, but I remember that time. And I, I know that. Like David kind of does that all through the Psalms. But um, not every day is like that. You know, you're not at a four-day conference every weekend, you know. So um, every day is like you're at school, you know, or you're at work and, you know, there's the, the run of the mill. You have to go shopping. You have to mow the lawn, right? And so how do you connect with the ever-present supernatural God in the mundane, you know? And, and are, are, you call, are we called to do that? Are we just supposed to have these mountaintop experiences and kind of like throughout our life? I mean, um, and, and that's a question that I think every Christian needs to answer for themselves. And so I want to kind of go there because I think that when you hear these mountaintop experiences, they can be encouraging, but they can also be discouraging. Or they can also feel like, wow, that's unattainable and that's far off. So I wanted to ask these guys now to talk about how do you cultivate a life 
uh, of being connected of, to encountering Jesus. You know, like you, you said, to ever, to ever be filled with his spirit. It's, it's, not, it's not just once in a while. It's not, certainly just not once a week. But we're, we're called to live encountering him daily. So how do you do that? And I'm hoping that each answer is going to be a little bit different because you guys are all different. But if you guys can answer that, um, we've got about 15 minutes left. So, you know, be mindful. <laughs> the Bible says in 1 Corinthians six seventeen, it says that he that joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. And Jesus said, those that are hungry and thirsty will be filled. So God, one thing he does is he touches hungry hearts. And when we're hungry and we're thirsty for him, the, the Bible even says in uh, Psalms 103, it says that he satisfies the hungry and he fills the thirsty with good things. And when you're hungry and thirsty and when your heart's yielded to him, uh, you know, God God is ever present in your life and he will come and he will touch you and he'll touch you on a regular basis. It's not a once every three year thing or a once every few month thing. Um, you can you can live filled. You can live joined to the Lord. And as you yield to him, and what I mean by that is as you surrender to him and as his plan and his purpose for your life becomes your number one ambition and your number one uh, goal and focus. Um, he's, he's always with you and he's, and he's with you constantly. And I like what the amplified version of the Bible says about Enoch. It says that he walked with God habitually. And when you make it a daily discipline and a daily habit of involving him in everything that you do, um, the Holy Spirit will hang around your life and he'll breathe upon your life, and he'll breathe upon what you do. And when you encounter God, he touches you for what you do. And a lot of times we think that it's hard for me, or it's, it's hard for me to be filled or whatever, because I don't minister, or I'm not a preacher, or I'm not on a ministry team or whatever. But what God does is when he fills you, is he fills you for what you do. So if you're an engineer, he comes upon your life that way. If you're an architect, he comes upon your life that way. If you're a teacher, he comes upon your life when you're in your classroom on a daily basis. If you're a stay-at-home parent, then he's upon you when you're dealing with your children. And when you allow him into your life in that capacity, he'll come. He will, and he'll hang around you, and his hand will be upon your life. And you can experience him on a very, very regular, daily, if not hourly basis, when you involve him in your daily routine, he'll get involved. And you join yourself to him, and you stay filled up, and you do the spiritual disciplines, just like if you were trying to keep your body in physical shape. You would be diligent to do physical disciplines. And you do those things, and you live according to the Word of God, and you live free from sin, and He will stay with you, and He'll stay upon your life. So I can answer that question in two words, small groups. Oh, yeah. All right. right? (laughs) Did Lynn pay you to say that? (laughs) No, actually, it's true. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's so true. The, you know, the importance of staying connected with believers Amen. is just, it's incredible. There, I just can't tell you enough how important it is to be connected in a small group. It's, you know, we need to have this kind of setting, but there's, there's things that you need to give out and there's things that you need to receive that you can't do it here. And to continually encounter God, you need to be with God's people. You need to build relationships. And that is so important in encountering God. And, um, I just, we've, we've led a small group for probably 20 years now. I, you know, even more probably, but it's, it's just one of my favorite things to do because it keeps me connected with God. It keeps me connected with people and relationships are so important. You know, he's relational. He made us relational and we need each other and to continue to encounter him. Yes, we need that time alone. We need that prayer time. We need that worship time. We need that good balance, but we need each other. Amen. I have like no idea what to say because they both like, like summed up everything. Um, but yeah, I just, I agree with both of them. That's so true that you definitely need other people and it definitely has to be like a daily thing. I think, I think it can get really, um, boring and even hard, like really, really hard to walk with God to follow God if it's not on a daily basis, if it's just like, okay, go to church. Okay. You like, if it's just like a checklist, like it has to be daily, it has to be personal. But then at the same time, it can't just be like, you can't just be in like your own little box and be like, it's just me and God. Like you have to, you know, um, fellowship with other people and, you know, share with other people and, you know, have that iron sharpens iron sort of relationship. So, I mean, yeah, they, they said everything. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I would, I would add into there, for me, there's just uh, the Word of God. And I know, like, we could list prayer and blah, 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 right? We could do all those things. And that's what you, you mentioned, the spiritual disciplines. But um, for me, just, like, creating um, space, like, the Word of God is just something that is so important and real and connects me so much that I, I you know, if I'm not reading that every day, it's something— quickly is missing um, and broken inside of me. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's broken and missing inside of me already, but it just like adds to the list. Um, Okay, so I want to try to summarize some of what these guys said. You know, it's a lifestyle. It's inviting him into everything that you do, you know? It's, it's, um, I love that you said small groups. I mean, we often talk about how encountering God and nurturing community are really married together and that you— you can't have the kind of nurturing community that we hope for without the presence of God. And you can't really encounter God the way we want to without other people. You know, he didn't intend to be, you're on an island, right? So those two specifically, and and the rest of them are related as well, but those two specifically really are linked um, pretty importantly. Um, And, you know, I just want to encourage us. Like, there is, there's a multitude of ways. Like, you know, um, we could go around the room and interview like, well, I love nature and I love worship music and I love drawing and I love writing. I love playing guitar and, you know, all these different things that connect us. But you know, the point is that you're connecting, right? So like, are you connecting? Are you creating and am I creating space in my life to encounter God on a regular basis? And then when you're encountering him on a regular basis, it opens the door for those bigger times to happen, you know, uh, 
I, I love that there, there's so, some place, I can't remember which book it's in, where, where they say, you know, Jesus was out praying, and then right after just says these few words, like, as he normally did, right? And there was this sense that it was just a routine of his life. And he was just out with the Lord um, routinely, and then he would have these bigger moments where, like, God would reveal the 12 disciples or something, right? Like, you'll have those big mountaintop experiences that'll happen if you're cultivating that, that hunger. And um, so I think it's a challenge for all of us who have been Christians for a long time. You know, it might come easier to some of us than others. But I know, I can tell you from being in the kind of like this midpoint in my life, you know, um, I'm turning 40 soon. Uh, I've got, you know, teenagers and young kids and, and the like, the pile on. You know what I'm talking about? Of life. You know, I mean, there was one day this week where I drove back and forth to the high school three times. Three times. And that doesn't count the other places we went. You know, I mean, there was, there was a day this week where all four of our kids had either like a, a play thing, like, you know, for younger kids or, or a practice or two practices, three play dates, one school function. And it's like, all I ever do is drive people around, you know, and you start to lose your sense of importance in life, you know. Um, I painted my car yellow, you know. That's almost, oh, that joke's almost uh, obsolete now with like Uber. Let's see, I could have said, I I could put an app on my phone for my kids to call me, you know, (laughs) pick me up, dad. Um, But it it is like the, I know it's a different story for everybody, like wherever wherever you are in life, like you're about to get married, right? Your whole life is about to change. Um, (laughs) Seriously, everything you think you know about God. I remember when I first got married in the first few weeks, I was like, I'm never alone. You know? Like, I used to have these great times with God, and, and, I, and I didn't want to be alone. Like, I like being with Mandy, you know, all the time. And, but it's, it's, it's difficult when you, like, purposely want to go to bed at the same time as someone. If nighttime's your time to pray and be with the Lord, it's, I was like, what do I have to do? And so I had to create new rhythms for my life, and it's changing. Like, everything's—and and that's the thing. Like, I think— of all the things that we tend to let slip, it's the healthiest habits, right? And, and that's true physically, and it's true spiritually. And so I want to just encourage us today um, to, to not let that slip, to say, I need to keep pressing this pedal. This is the pedal to press. You know, if there's another pedal that you need to let slip for a little while, like maybe, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to tell you what ones to let slip, but if you're, if you, Make sure you're pressing this one, experiencing God, experiencing God, experiencing God, putting yourself in that place for him to speak to you, to touch you, to fill you, to meet your needs. He, he is, getting back to where I started, he is the one in the time of need who will bring you grace and mercy that will actually meet the needs of your heart. He's the one who will bring you power when you step out to do something that will actually enable you supernaturally to do more than you could do without him. We, we need a living experience of God to really live this life. I mean, it's real. How many people have been in the, in the dark time recently, in a difficult time recently? If you don't have a real experience of who God is, you know, just meditating on the thought, his mercies are new every morning. Because every day, I'm going to die without him. 
right? I mean, just like if you, you're, some of you are not in touch with that right now, and that's okay. But some of you, if you, you're, you're in touch with that, you're like, yeah, I, I understand. Like every morning I'm like, dear God, I need you today. And it's multiple times. An institution, a, a morality, a theology is not going to do that for us. We need the true living expression, experience of who he is, his heart and his presence and his power. And so we were created for, in fact, you won't be satisfied by anything less because he made you to need it. And so anything less is going to be like dissatisfactory. I, I think that's why a lot of people hop around churches because they are, they're, they're looking at this exterior experience instead of their heart connecting with God so I want to pray for everybody. Can we stand up together? All right, let's get, let's get some Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's music needs to start before we invite the Holy Spirit. So let's just... <laughs> Holy Spirit's like, wait, where's my music? <laughs> Uh-oh. You okay? All right. <laughs> he, Caleb just said, where is my music? He's panicked. Um, okay, so we're going to pray. If you want to come forward for anything, if you're, if you're sick or in pain in any way, let's pray for your healing today. Amen? Amen? Let's pray for healing. So come up if you need prayer. Don't run out of here. You've you got plenty of time to get to the one o'clock game, all right? Come up here, get prayer for healing. Secondly, if you... Um, if you need a word from the Lord, like we have people who hear from God and pray encouragement into your life. If you need that today, come up. If you are sitting here and you're like, you know what? I've never experienced God. Maybe you have uh, been around the edges of church and, and you've seen kind of the man-made side of church, but you've never really said, I need that heart connection with Jesus. Today's the day for you to do that. You're not here on accident. So God's giving you an open door. Come up to the front when we're done here and someone will talk to you and pray with you. And if you're a longtime Christian and you're like, you know what? It's stale. It's, it's difficult. Like I hear what you're saying, but it, that feels so far away from me right now. Then I really want you to come up and get prayer today too. So let's pray. Can we, if you feel comfortable putting your hands out, you don't have to, but it's just kind of like an act of surrender like Nick was talking about. And we're just going to invite the Holy Spirit. We have a couple minutes, so we're not in a rush. We say, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and just minister in this room right now. We don't have a, a ton of time to do words, but I'm just going to invite Bruce and Lynn specifically. If either of you hear any specific words of knowledge about what God wants to do in people's hearts, um, just the microphone's right here. So, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come and minister right now. Come, Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would come near to each heart right now. It's just I see the Holy Spirit just kind of hovering over us and like touching each heart and just igniting each heart and just turning that on, that, that greater hunger for his presence. God, would you do that in me right now, Lord? Would you do that in each of us right now, God? 
I feel this is a, a word for for some or one person here that you've waited a long time. You've prayed a long time about a very specific, um, a very specific thing, and I believe it has to do with somebody in your family. You've just waited and waited, and because that hasn't been answered yet. You've put everything else on hold, and you really feel disappointed. God is saying to you today, specifically, that He has it all together. He's not up there confused about what to do,、mm. yes, and、God. He knows the right time, and He knows He's got this. He wants you to know He's got this. He wants you to relax in Him, to rest in Him. And start thanking him for what he is doing, even though you can't see it. He wants you to have a grateful heart that he is in charge and he is doing something, and he has heard your prayer, and he's taking care of this person's heart and life. He wants you to rest in him and relax, and instead go forward in the things that he's giving you to do. Stop waiting. For this to come to completion, but go forward with faith that He is working. Come, come, praise You, Jesus. Praise You, thank You. Um. So we're gonna wrap this up in a second here. Um. I. I. I tend to just say whatever comes to me when we're in a moment like this, and I just I felt like God、uh, said the color green, <laughs> and then I don't feel any sort of anything else about it. But I, just in case there's someone here that that means something, I always just say whatever is coming to me. So if that's you, I'd love for you to come talk to me so I know what's going on. But、um, if that's you. And、uh, Father, we just pray that you would continue. You know, this is again not just a one-time experience. But we pray that this would we would walk out of today and take your presence with us wherever we go, Lord God. And we we just invite you to fill our lives. And we pray it in Jesus' name, Amen. So please come forward if you'd like prayer for any of those things we just talked about. Come on up. If you are interested in small groups and haven't picked one yet,、uh, Jeff is going to be standing next to the small group display, and he can talk to you about which ones we have available. So, right there to your left as you go into the atrium, and make sure you stop by and support Keisha at the bake sale. <laughs>